Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good evening. It's the 3rd of December, Feast of St. Francis Xavier. Mike here with Restoring the Faith. We're going to be talking about the Great Reset tonight. What is it? Everyone's talking about the Great Reset. Lots of people have already done this topic. But because of you, my my uh, very much valued, highly valued users, I say users, I should say friends, I should say guests with me tonight. I do have a special guest tonight, Steve Cunningham from Census Fidelium. He'll be joining us. I think he's one of the leading Catholic experts on exactly what the Great Reset is. But what are we looking at right now on this slide, if you're listening to the podcast and not watching? We see the sovereign pontiff of Rome, Pope Francis, His Holiness, saying that we're going to, quote, build back better. What is build back better? Where does that come from? What is the fourth industrial revolution? And who's this bald guy I keep seeing with the World Economic Forum saying that now is the time? For the Great Reset. So we're going to get started with this. Thank you so much for joining me. Steve Cunningham, Census Fidelium. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, we've got lots of people tonight. Now, I want to say up front, we're going to take questions at okay. the end. I hope I have at least one moderator in the chat. Uh, I can see that you're in the chat as well, Steve. Uh, you're, you're one of these multitaskers where you can chat and talk be coherent. No, we have several that. videos that's, to play tonight to describe exactly <laughs> what the Great Reset is. But the reason why I wanted to do this video is not because... Look, everyone else has done the video. You've done the video. Reason and Theology, Taylor Marshall, they've all done the video already. Kennedy Hall has done a video on the Great Reset. Uh, all of our friends have already talked about this. For the RTFers out there who don't know what the Great Reset is, the first thing I want to do is show you this. 75 years ago, countries and people came together to shape the post-war global order, which brought us decades of peace, increased global cooperation and prosperity to hundreds of millions of people around the world. The COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. It has laid bare 
the fundamental lack of social cohesion, fairness, inclusion, and equality. Now is the historical moment, the time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system for the need for the post-corona era. We have a choice to remain passive, which would lead to, an, to the amplification of many of the trends we see today. Polarization, nationalism, racism, and ultimately increased social unrest and conflicts. But we have another choice. We can build a new social contract, particularly integrating the next generation. We can change our behavior to be in harmony with nature again. And we can make sure that the technologies of the fourth industrial revolution are best utilized to provide us with better lives. In short, we need a great reset. We have to mobilize all constituents of our global society to work together. We must not miss this unique window of opportunity. Can you hear okay, me? Steve, uh, who is this Klaus guy? He, he's creepy. I know that. <laughs> yes, he's a James Bond character, a villain, uh, actually. Uh, he should be Evil. holding a kitten. Uh, should have a white cat. Uh, yes, it's a... There, it's just weird. I mean, there's no one that you can pass for a class for a, a villain to see. But uh, if you go to Winter Oak, they had a great write-up about who Klaus is. And uh, it's kind of, it's, the World Economic Forum, it's, it's kind of like uh, the JV version of Bilderberg in, in a sense. It seems oh. like these guys are just trying to get more of their name out there and just, you know, like kind of like uh, we're not evil enough. We're trying too hard. Yeah. But they're they're just putting their stuff out there. I mean, uh, we'll get to the websites and the YouTube channel and the podcast and all that later. But Klaus, who was born in '38 in uh, Ravensburg, uh, as Winter Oak says, is he's a child of Adolf Hitler, Hitler's Germany uh, police state reg, uh, regime built on fear and violence. You uh -huh. don't see any fear going on, obviously. Brainwash control, blah 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 blah. Anyways. Uh, Schwab is not, of course, a Nazi in the classic sense, being neither a nationalist or an anti-Semite, as testified by the $1 million Dan David Prize, who was awarded by Israel in 2004. They've been, he's been around for uh, quite some time doing this. Now, uh, he's, he's a member of the World Economic Forum. He's the top brass of it, yeah. Okay, now the World Economic Forum is a group of global elites, and they what, what's so remarkable, Steve, is... They appear to be operating in the open. They appear to be totally publishing what their insidious plans are for mankind. It's like on the website. You've got the books in front of you. If someone ever says this is a conspiracy theory, I I got here's three published books of his. This website, his YouTube channel, they post four to five hour plus long videos a day. It seems like I mean, if someone ever comes up to you and says uh, they read all of Saint Augustine. You, you tell them you're a liar. If uh -huh. someone ever comes up to you and says, I listen to everything the World Economic Forum has, has put out, I'm going to say you're a liar. There's no way. You, there's so much info they're putting out. Uh -huh. It's overload. Okay, so uh -oh. here's what they stand for. Uh, you and I are going to be on camera for this uh, little presentation. These are the eight goals of the World Economic Forum. Eight predictions for the world in 2030. Uh -huh. So the first one is, is you will own nothing. And you'll be happy. 
Sounds like a with that that C word that rhymes with communist. What a what a utopia! You you won't even have to leave your house. Anything you want will be rented and delivered to you by a drone. The U.S. will not be the world superpower because we need to bring the U.S. down a little bit. Equality. It's just not fair that there's one superpower in the world. You'll eat less meat. Look at I mean look at the liver being created or I mean the heart the heart that's getting created there. I mean. You're going to grow your organs, um, but your meat will be an occasional treat, maybe like for your birthday. I think we have a video where they say, it's not my birthday, I can't have meat. Yeah. Climate change is an existential threat to mankind. Welcoming to refugees. They're all about that, and obviously climate change. It, this thing's whole wrapped all around climate change. I mean, climate change, carbon- yeah, climate change is really important. I have that spider web that you introduced me to, Steve, and that's coming up next after this video. Oh, scientists are going to work out how to keep you healthy in space because you're going to go to Mars. Yeah, he talks about space living and space, all that, uh, drones, all that. That's in here. I mean, it's. I, try, I looked at this in one day and earmarked the you know what out of it. Dog ears. Okay, so this is really creepy. Um, here we see the spider web. Now, I know that this might be hard for you to see if you're watching on your phone, if you're not watching on your television. You know, we do broadcasts in uh, HD 1080p. I have a 4K camera, actually. Uh, so if you're watching on a larger screen, you might be able to see this. But I want to read some of these off to you, this Great Reset, the Great Reset. They have they have the major goals on the inner circle, and then on the outer circle, they have all of these other topics that feed into the major goals. So the first goal is shaping the economic recovery. Um, and, of course, for shaping the economic recovery, what does the World Economic Forum include? LGBT inclusion, gender parity, civic participation, human rights, justice, and law. That all has something to do with the economic recovery, right? It's um, all in Then there. the next goal they have, inclusive design, taxation. Oh, taxation is good. Harnessing the fourth industrial revolution. Now, I'm going to ask you in a moment, Steve, to, to help us unpack what the fourth industrial revolution is. But they say things like artificial intelligence, robotics, fourth industrial revolution, blockchain, drones, digital identity, 5G. Internet governance. I'm saying all the keywords here that are going to get this video flagged and potentially jeopardize the channel. I just want to read a few more of these. Under strengthening regional development, they include things like this is this is where all of the Hebrew stuff comes in. Development finance, banking and capital markets, sustainable development, international trade and investment, financial and monetary systems. They're very concerned about those things. Under revitalizing global cooperation, I don't even know what those words mean when strung together. <laughs> They're talking about cities and urbanization. They don't want you owning land. They don't want you having space. They want you in an ultra-dense urban environment. Uh, Global health, of course. Future of food. Batteries, plastics, and the environment. As you said, Steve, I mean, this is like, a a lot of this is involving climate change, so-called. Yes, that's the key of it. It's everything is about car- net zero for carbon output. If you if you go to the YouTube channel right now, you'll see uh, was a car how to get there. They just put a video out the yesterday or earlier today about how to get cars down to net zero by 2050. 2050 is our goal. You've heard Biden say it. Uh, remember in the uh, debate, 
Uh, remember when uh, he uh, Trump basically got him, or everybody thought, got him to say that I'm going to take down the uh, you know get uh, the trans uh, transform trans. I actually said I actually oil. said that that was that may have been that may have won the election, and uh, Trump said it out loud. He's he's so transparent sometimes. He says exactly what he's thinking. Trump says I I think I just won the election because you're so stupid that you just said you want to cancel fossil fuels. Trans, what's the transition out of the yeah fossil fuels into basically this and then the next day i'm in, i'm listening to and it's in the opening uh the opening uh video that you had you played at the beginning if you go another 53 minutes you'll see the bp ceo say exactly the same thing that biden just said so the next the i'm at the gym that monday morning i hear that and i almost throw the weights going you got to be kidding me oh, they're all boy. i mean these guys, uh, they're all... It's like they're reading from a script. Well, that too, yeah. But yeah, they're all... There's nothing new. I mean, I just saw a video with Ivanka at this thing, and the guy next to it and the guy on both sides are talking about uh, capitalism is dead. And okay. she's just sitting okay. there. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't even tell you what I had prepared. I have a cut of Ivanka Trump at the World Economic... So we just told you who the World Economic Forum is, who it was founded by, what their insidious goals are, and who should show up to the World Economic Forum this year. A member of the Trump family. Here we go. But there are industries that are being created that, that require new skills. And there are industries that are being disrupted. And then there are industries that are continuing. But the people working in those jobs today are going to require new skills to do their same job tomorrow. So we are taking a holistic approach to this at the United States government and look forward to this convening and, and opportunity to, to learn from each other. We've, we've certainly learned on, on the apprenticeship front. There are great examples here in Switzerland, in Germany. One of my first foreign trips was to Berlin, where I toured Siemens, one of um, the, the world-class examples of on-the-job training and apprenticeship. So there's much we can learn from each other. America is trying to harness the interest of, of business in, in the shared goal of ensuring that the next generation of, of American student and the current generation of, of worker has the skills they need to succeed in, in the jobs of today and tomorrow. That's why we created our Pledge to America's Workers, which has become, at this point, really a, a full-blown movement with over 400 companies signing the pledge to reskill close to 15 million American students and workers. And that's 15 million lives impacted, 15 million families impacted, and, and opportunities created. Steve, I'm so proud to be here. I'm representing the United States. I'm a member of the presidential household. We're going to retrain 15 million people. This is really important. It impacts real, real people's lives. Learn to code, Steve. Learn to that's code. Key what, that's key what she said about retraining, because this whole idea of the revolution is... And it's even locked in the uh, document by the Rockefellers on lockstep of getting rid of these legacy jobs and retraining them for IT or robotic. There's one video that the guy goes, how do you how do you take somebody that's been a truck driver for 20, 30 years? He's 50 or 60 years old and get him into being a no kidding yoga instructor or <laughs> working on coding. I mean, this is what they're, they're talking about destroying entire industries like this because of AI. You have the 
trucks, cars that are going to be AI. They got the videos on how they're going to turn your car into a basically a toaster that can not have any carbon output on there. They're talking about how planes are going to be net zero. Yeah. I don't know how you pull that one off. I didn't bother to watch the video, so I, didn't, I don't have much on that one. Literally, everything is about getting it to zero. Remember you saw that video with the uh, Gates a lot of time, the Ted, the Ted talk about getting zero on these and he jokingly says, Well, we gotta get one of these numbers close to zero to get the the CO2 down to nothing, which is kind of funny because you need carbon for plants to live. So it shows that these guys are really not environmentalists. It's the watermelon thing, mm-hmm. green on the outside or commie red on the inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you asked what the fourth industrial revolution is. I'll let Klaus tell you, I'll just read from his paragraph from the opening chapter. The first industrial revolution spanned from about 1760 around 1840, triggered by the construction of railroads and the invention of the steam engine. It ushered in mechanical production. The second industrial revolution, starting in the late 19th century into the early 20th, made mass production possible, fostered by the advent of electricity and the assembly line. The third began in the 1960s. It is usually called the computer or digital revolution because catalyzed by the development of semiconductors, mainframe computing in the 60s, personal computing in the 70s and 80s, and the internet in the 90s. Now, the fourth one is throwing in everything else. IT, uh, robotics, AI. You mentioned 5G. Everything, Everything in this has to have 5G to go with it. It's basically talking about uh, robots working for you. So you don't have the human element doing everything. They, they make it so that it may, sounds like that's mm-hmm. going to be uh, like a, a added incentive for your company to have these robots in it. No, they're talking about kicking you out. You will not be working, hence the UBI. And he gets into UBI in this one and this a uh, little bit in this one. But And the UBI is key because you're not working. How do you How do you pay for anything? Well, you're going to wake up and you're just going to have your social credit score have $1,000 be put in. And, you know, uh, Ms. Harris and uh, Bernie, they've been talking about doing this just for experimental during the pandemic. Uh, yeah. 2000. So every time you yeah. wake up, you get this. So your incentive to work is not even there, one. Well, Andrew Two, Yang Andrew Yang introduced the, the universal basic income, and, and he actually got some traction off of that. I mean, the confluence right. of all these things, Steve, is essentially, it sounds to me, like they want to sit you in your home, which is a, 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 a tiny house, ideally, which is carbon neutral. And you, you sit there, you're totally dependent on the government. Your paycheck from the government is dependent upon your behavior. Your currency is entirely digital and can be controlled, tracked, and uh, traced, and, and canceled. Um, mm-hmm. And you will essentially do nothing but uh, automated jobs. Robots will do everything. That's what they want. They want total control over you. They see you as the controllable what uh, the controllable asset. You're also the uh, biohazard, as in the Matrix, when the, the Mr. Anderson says that humans are basically pathetic, you know, germs that need to be eradicated from the planet. Uh, this was a test run, and they say it in their own words. One of the links I had in the, uh, I got up in the, on the website, it shows, it says this was a test run. Mm-hmm. They wanted to see how much they could get, deplete the world of carbon. Uh, 7.6% was their goal. They wanted to do that for a decade. They ended up giving getting 7.0% this year. So they were right there at it. And they were talking about this last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, uh, I can't remember the exact uh, website that had it, but it's not one of those 
I got my tinfoil mask over here. This wasn't one of those uh, websites like this. Mainstream media ones. Even the WEF uh, website has a link that talks about getting it down 7.6% as our goal. This one, both of these bring up the 7.6%. This was a test run to not only do that, but also, as you mentioned about being home, to reprogram, recondition humans to work from home. Why? You're not driving the car to work now. Less carbon emissions. You're not being in your office or the building in there. Yep. Less carbon emissions. You're at your house. You're not doing anything. Right. Everything's local. Like literally, you're not going anywhere. The, they're talking about riding bikes only, uh, walking, which walking isn't a bad thing. But if you get walk at a point, you know, threatening the, with a gun to only walk, you can't drive. Driving would be only for uh, these guys. Like eating meat will be again meat. Carbon output. Oh, will you please will eat the insects because they don't have carbon their uh, carbon output and they uh, they're everywhere. So you guys don't get the meat anymore, which you see with the Impossible Burger mm-hmm. things like that, all that. Yeah, no, and, and inject your body full of soy. We'll get to injecting your body full of other things uh, later in the show. Um, but Mark Becker comments in the live chat, and I think I want to pick this up. He says, a lot of young men will voluntarily go for this, Steve, to play video oh, games yeah. all day. Isn't that yeah. true? Isn't that a sad reality? Yeah, we've already been conditioned in a sense to be you know, playing at the digital ways. You, uh, you're, you know, you're being military. I mean, the military has been doing what with the uh, drones? Yep. And they mentioned drones a lot in there. It's almost like a video game for the military. It's almost dehumanizing uh, dropping a bomb on uh, your quote-unquote enemy. Yep. Uh, it's, it's just the joystick. Uh, so we've they, been they, this- they give combat action ribbons, too, to, to joystick warriors. You sit, you sit in a box in Nevada or something, and you drone somebody to death halfway around the world. It might be a U.S. citizen who was, was droned by Obama without any due process, the drone president-in-chief. Right. And, um, and you get a combat action ribbon for that. So you get to wear something on your uniform saying that you, uh, you were in the thick of it. Uh, because you droned an American citizen without due process under Obama. Um, that's the future, though, because one of the goals that they talk about is lessening the power of the United States. Um, this, uh, and this is in their strengthening regional development um, and, yeah. and the, 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 the future of international trade and investment and financial and monetary stuff. Um, that's, that's, where they're, that's where they're taking this. I want yeah, to ask you about... COVID. He calls that out in Chapter 1, uh, Section 4, 3, the growing rivalry between China and the U.S., and he picks which one would be the winner. It, it doesn't pick which one would be the winner, but if China wins, what's the scenario? What If the U.S. wins, how does it look like? So, yeah, they're already picking a, the next uh, battle, per se. This was written in June, by the way. What In what, in what world does it make any sense at all? And maybe maybe this is sort of a devil's advocate question, Steve. But if you're the skeptic here and you're thinking to yourself, how is this possible that these people would so publicly publish their plans and get away with it? And yet if you call them out on it like you've been doing for longer than anyone that I know, then you are just labeled a conspiracy theorist. How how can it be side by side? This is a paradox that they can be public and out and in the open with their plans, and yet if you point it out, 
you're a nutcase. Well, twofold on that. Most of the hoi polloi, uh, the normies would say, they're not watching what I would like to tell. Uh, someone asked, so they get mad. They told me today they get mad watching the news. I go, well, I don't watch the news. Like, well, how do you stay up all this? I say, I watch stuff that shows us way worse stuff. I just get mad at the news because I know they're lying to us. Yeah. <laughs> so most people watch the state-approved uh, propaganda channels. They're not looking at Last America Vagabond, Corbett stuff. Uh, we'll say Dave in Ireland. I'm, I mean, I follow China, Ireland, uh, Australia guys. Uh, everywhere I can find in, over the globe, I, I'm, uh, my Twitter follows are really not who you would pre-think. Oh, that's what Sons of Fidelian follows. No, I follow all kinds of sorts of different uh, things to try to get these other news sources to come in. Plus, on top of that, just like in Event 201, which the World Economic Forum, headed by Klaus Schaub, sponsored along with the John Hopkins University. Okay, Event 201. I, I want to describe... Okay, people are not going to believe this. This is this is actually falls in the category of unbelievable. Like, properly speaking, the word unbelievable, this is something beyond belief. Event 201 is a, basically a high-level strategic uh, scenario. It's a game that uh, was sponsored by people like Bill Gates, sponsored by the World Economic Forum, and it was released in October of 2019, the same month of the Pachamama and the birth of COVID-1984. Here's a quick clip just of what Event 201 is. began in healthy-looking pigs months, perhaps years ago. A new coronavirus spread silently within herds. Gradually, farmers started getting sick. Infected people got a respiratory illness with symptoms ranging from mild flu-like signs to severe pneumonia. The sickest required intensive care. Many died. Experts agree unless it is quickly controlled, it could lead to a severe pandemic, an outbreak that circles the globe and affects people everywhere. Okay, so it goes on. It starts with this scenario where there's a coronavirus pandemic. It, it, it yeah. infects human beings. It becomes respiratory. And they go through Event 201. It's out there. It's on YouTube. You can Google it. You can watch it. They talk about having to lock down the world, stay home, cancel Christmas, uh, social distancing, wearing of masks, cancel school, and it talks about and it's it's like it's got all these crisis actors in it, right? And the actors are from the military, from the media, from the police departments, uh, from the federal governments, uh, from the United Nations, and they're talking. I mean, it's like they scripted it and they released it the same month that coronavirus was born, October 2019, the same month of the Pachamama idol in Rome. Man. I just remember watching when somebody would come up or if we did turn the news on and I'd see some, a clip. It was back even at the old rental before we moved into this rental. Uh, I would Before I got our minds, like, all right, we're not turning the news on anymore. Watch the Food Network. That's literally what we did. But I would see it. I go, that's Event 201. That's event. That's part two, Event 201. It's like they're reading now, from the script, though. I mean, it's, it's really, it, it it's really freaky. It is a script. And to answer your question about how they keep it out in part four, it talks about controlling social media. And you see, if you click on that, it's exactly what you're seeing on 
Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, etc. Um, and they, you know, one I think it's part three, maybe maybe part four. Yeah, it's part four as well, where they says that it's just a small clip that he need he need to get the religious leaders on board. Again, it goes into the pokey too, where they're focusing on that too. They need to get the religious leaders, priests especially, to talk to us anti-vaxxers or anybody that has a question about it to get them to take the poke. Uh, so yeah, that's it's all there. All you got is so like I said, if someone says, "Oh, that's conspiracy," no, you're a reality theorist because you're reject. Here's the evidence. Provide me with yours because here's everything right here. I mean, I had I got about thirty links set up just for this right now and it's if you if you were shown this to somebody tw uh you know 20 months ago or beginning of december 2019 they'd lock you up they would and put you in yeah, the no no they would no if i mean if you look in october of 2019 when event 201 was released if you had pointed and directed anybody's attention to it and if you would have said hey this is about to happen the world is going to change the world's going to lock down a coronavirus is going to be used to justify all kinds of uh, governmental uh, expansions tyranny suppression of people you're going to lose your jobs you're going to lose your livelihoods your houses your homes some of you are going to starve to death they don't care it's supposedly for your interests mass will be canceled bishops will shut it down the pope will cancel christmas mass if i would have told you all that was going to happen in October 2019, you would have called me a conspiracy theorist weirdo, right? <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. I mean, everything we're saying is nuts. But and I hope if somebody wrote me in a – I saw somebody wrote in a comment from the other day go, man, I bet Steve hopes that he's mad. I go, yeah, I do. I hope that I have completely lost my mind and I'm completely wrong. It doesn't look like it, unfortunately. <laughs> I want to be so wrong. It's not funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, okay. So the next phase of this, though, this is what's really scary. You've got uh, you've got this guy also speaking at the World Economic Forum talking about the next phase of humanity, and this is oh. going to lead us into talking about the vaccine. Watch this guy. About to enter a new era of inorganic life shaped by intelligent design. Our intelligent design is going to be the new driving force of the evolution of life. And in using our new divine powers of creation, we might make mistakes on a cosmic scale. In particular, governments, corporations, and armies are likely to use technology to enhance human skills that they need, like intelligence and discipline, while neglecting other human skills like compassion, artistic sensitivity, and spirituality. The result might be a race of humans who are very intelligent and very disciplined, but lack compassion, lack artistic sensitivity, and lack spiritual depth. We're going to remake mankind in our image, Steve. He's using biblical terminology for how these creeps at the World Economic Forum are going to genetically modify and engineer human beings in the future. Funny you, funny you mentioned biblical, but just because I'll get back to Noah here in a sec, but from here, it's the introduction. Uh, radical changes from Schwab. Radical changes of such consequence are coming that some pundits have referred to a, quote, before Corona, B.C., and after Corona, AC era, 
Blah 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 blah. Uh, before that, before that clip you just had of Noah, he mentions this. This is from the Financial Times. You know those kooks of the Financial Times dot com. He wrote an op-ed in March of this year, twenty twenty. It is crucial to remember that anger, joy, boredom, and love are biological phenomena, just like fever and a cough. The same tech that identifies coughs could also identify laughs. If corporations and governments start harvesting our biometric data in mass, they can get to know us far better than we know ourselves. And they can and they can then not just predict our feelings, but also manipulate our feelings and sell us anything they want. Kind of like you see the uh, junk mail or ads in Facebook or whatever. Be it a product or a politician, biometric monitoring could make Cambridge Analytics data hacking tactics look like something from the Stone Age. And before that, that clip, you saw, he talks about hacking humans. Imagine North Korea in 2030. There's that, there's that year again. We'll get back to that yeah, year later. Yeah, that year is pretty significant. <laughs> when every citizen has to wear a biometric bracelet 24 hours a day. Now, it's hypothetically, I mean, you, you already got the iPhone bracelets. If you listen to a speech by the great leader and the bracelet picks up the telltale, the telltale signs of anger, you're done for. That's it. Your social credit score is done, and they're going to take away your universal basic income, which is the only income you'll be permitted to have in the new economy, the fourth industrial yeah. revolution. Yeah, I mean, and you mentioned the, the kids, uh, how they'll open up to it. In his second book, Shaping the Virtual, uh, Shaping the Fourth Industrial Revolution, he mentions he's very heavy, especially towards the these chapters back in here, uh, VR and uh, was it AR? I can't remember the, what AR stood for, uh, but VR especially. And this, I thought this one was just a nuts away. I mean, it was the Matrix, uh, perhaps. Even more importantly, VR opens new ways of communicating that were previously unimaginable. Instead of saying how we feel, we can con fully convey how we feel to a loved one or a coworker through immersive 3D visuals and sound and by engaging every sense. This opens a whole new world of empathy for everybody with an open heart and open mind that can create a better, more compassionate society. Oh. This, this, can this just continues the trend against living... Better. In reality, though, Steve, because we right, we, we right. know, look, the person, the 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 godfather of modernism, really, by uh, is is Descartes, and it was Descartes who first told us that we cannot trust our senses, and he used some examples to justify this new philosophy, and which later became the Novel Theologie. Uh, mm -hmm. He used examples like, well, if you take a big stick and you submerge it halfway into a pond, the stick appears to be bent. Therefore, your eyes are lying to you, and you can't trust your senses. So he's the one. Uh, if if you've ever taken a philosophy class, or 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 even just a cursory study, they just sort of gloss over Descartes and they say, "Oh, he's the guy who said I think, therefore I am." He's the one who says that we should be living in our thoughts, that we should be living in a surreality, that we shouldn't experience objective reality with our senses, as God designed us to do—to taste things, to hear things, to see things, to smell things. To touch things. And so um, this and is a continuation that of that. Now you cannot even express love. Oh, no. It, but wait, there's more. As Paul just mentioned, the Matrix. Oh, boy. Think about the Matrix when I read this part. We can also easily put ourselves just not just in someone else's shoes, but in someone else's body and experience what they experience. 
We could become African-American or Latina, gay or transsexual, quadriplegic, Jew or Muslim. Then when we return to our original identities, better informed in a way transformed, in a few years, instead of sending an emotion, we will be able to send a file containing an immersive VR experience. So through their senses, the recipient can exactly understand how we feel. Okay, I I just saw that this actress from Inception came out yesterday and said that she's a she's yeah. a boy. Whatever. Uh, this is so. This this is even beyond that. The the fluidity and the redefinition of your own very own identity against nature, against biology, against how God created you. Whatever. That is that. This is taking that to an an absurd extreme. That's the fourth industrial revolution right there. Everything that you're seeing that's whack. Turning into Terminator Matrix, Demolition Man, etc. Uh, it's am throwing a little bit of a person of interest with the surveillance state. But but Steve, it's and, all that. But Steve, some one. people predicted this like a decade ago. I mean, watch this video produced by a <laughs> British person. I don't, I'm not sure who. Uh, it came out in 2011. 2011, mm-hmm. where they're telling us uh, exactly how what we're living through right now. Here it is. So glad you're on time. I'm V. I'm looking forward to showing you around Planopolis today. My husband works from home. He's a virtual engineer working on one of the city's desalination plants. He controls the robots who do all the important maintenance. I think he basically plays computer games for a living. <laughs> you ready to go? Have you got your calorie card open on your smartphone? I registered your visit with Slip Travel Corp the other day, so they've uh, allotted you a journey time to to match mine. It makes so much sense, doesn't it? Switch off brain and go to work. (laughs) With this many people around, I'm glad there's a mega computer in charge. We're so lucky. Uh, Our kids were allocated a school quite near my practice, so I can drop them off on the way. It saves on our calorie ration. Well, it won't be long until the little darlings get their career announcements. They've been working so hard, so I'm sure they'll get something good. Not that there's anything wrong with fixing carbon scrubbers for a living or anything. Are you hungry? Let's pop to the market as we're passing. Right, what's on the menu this month? No, not meat. It's not your birthday. The Global Food Council are doing a really good job of keeping food production going. I mean, you don't get the choice you used to, but we're better off than most. I think it's probably easiest to walk from here. You barely see a car in the city centre nowadays, unless you're rich. (laughs) Oh, the state knows they just aren't practical anymore. We're all trying to meet our global carbon deal. Electric bikes are so much better for getting around our neighbourhood. And why waste valuable space on car parks when you can use them to grow food? 
I don't care what you say, Alex. They don't deserve to live in that ghetto. They are completely disconnected. No high-speed transport system, no new internet. They miss out on jobs and many essential services, too. Oh, hi again. <laughs> what a day. I had to make a, an emergency visit to the cry-freedom ghettos. I mean, I miss my sister like mad, but I'm glad they went when they moved to New Amsterdam. They're safe from climate change on the floating city. <laughs> that must be her now. It's much easier to meet up with friends virtually now. So many cities have banned cars in central areas. Ooh, looks like she's got some juicy gossip. I don't want to live in Plantopolis, Steve. <laughs> yeah, again, if you were to show that video of 2011, probably some, I haven't looked at the comments underneath it. And uh, I wonder if people would have gone, this is nuts. Oh, it's, it's absolutely insane. It's all, that's all in this. You go to the World Economic Forum and type in any of those topics. They're in there. Uh, this is flat out. We're presenting it right here for us. That's one of the things that, gets, that just gets me going, just going nuts on. We need our, uh, with the Vigano letter that came out with the, uh, when he talked about the Great Reset. I, that's the only letter I read from uh, his, his Excellency, uh, just because I've been reading other things. Mm. And I, but I read it just because I was curious about what he's going to say about it. And it was for me and my others like this. It was basically a one hundred and one. Well, he was just, spot on, wasn't he? He was spot on. But if you if you knew what was going on, it was just it's kind of, you wanted more. But I saw a ton of well, you saw the priest like uh, Father Gorning, I think his name is. He put a five minute video out. Uh, the Doug Barry of Howman's done a couple. A lot more normies have ended up picking up the. Topic. Yeah, I've seen. That's, I've seen a lot good. of normal. Yeah, you're right. I've seen all the John Paul II Catholics finally kind of catching up to realizing that the Great Reset has been hiding in plain sight for the last decade. Well, the best one was secular guys like uh, Spiro, who I follow yeah, Spiro, on Twitter. Yeah, Spiro has been all over it. He he's not a fan of us, and all his fans pretty much aren't us. But he wrote a blog post and a titled Catholic Cardinal Calls Out Great Reset Sends Letter to Bishop. And he was it sends a letter to Trump. He was jacked, and a bunch of other guys were retreating it. That just shows that if anybody from the church leads, bishops, please lead, you'll have people follow. All you gotta do yeah. is lead. And this is something we're talking about. These guys, uh, I don't know if you got the video where they talk about what is the fourth industrial revolution. There's a lady in there that says, we are talking about re, uh, uh, re not re-changing, re but redefining what the term being human is, where humans and robots are basically right. transhumanism. That's right. Yeah, I, I saw that video. I didn't cut it. Uh, it was too appalling, A, and B, I didn't want to overwhelm everyone. Uh, there are a lot of people in the chat right now, Steve, I can tell just from the live chat. And we are going to get to your questions, so, so tee them up. But there are people who are scandalized by j just what we've shown you. I mean, I'm, I'm going to re-loop the eight predictions for the world, and we can kind of talk over it. Uh, where they're talking about how you're, you're, you're not going to own anything, you'll own nothing, you'll be very happy. This is dystopian, communist crap, is what this is. Uh, Steve, I just watched the two-and-a-half-hour series that Father Ripperger put together about the psychology of communism. And there's a lot of similarity to what we're seeing with this Great Reset. Specifically, like when what you're talking about, you're 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 the only guy I know that that can get real news. 
you you don't follow Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, LSD, whatever. You 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 actually follow real news because what he talks about one of the tenets of communism is to repeat and repeat and repeat lies to get you to believe them because that's what demons do. It's a narrative. It's called a narrative. And and demons will continually replay false information in your memory, in your imagination. They will draw on your memory. They will present things to you. They will distort them in your imagination. And they will be unrelenting in presenting fake news to you. It's the same thing that the real news does. It's all fake. Yeah, it's gas. The, the, I mean, the media, I mean, a bunch of people are gaslighting the nation, the, the, we, the people. I mean, literally the whole society is being gaslit into thinking there's a killer plague out there, one, and you should submit to everything that your TV tells you to do, no matter what, turn off your brain. There's a there's a book called Turn Off Your Mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't hit on this topic, but there's a lot of... This, everything that these guys are talking... This is talking about... All this is, by the way, the Great Reset is just a rebranding of something we've already, people have already been talked about. They just don't like hearing those words. New world order. It's just a rebranding of it because right. the word, the Great Reset is cooler to say. The Great Reset, Come- yeah, you're right. The Great Reset is the same thing as the New World Order. And what it essentially is, it's a tired old Marxist idea. That's all it mm-hmm. is. It's Marxism. Yeah. Yeah. This is global communism. <laughs> yeah. Hey. That Russia will spread her hair, its airs. You're seeing it. I mean, look, uh, Sean says something in the in the chat, and it really ring, it resonates with me because yesterday I drove home with a new van for the family because we got number six on the way, so we had to get a van. Finally, I got the trad van. And in order to get the thing registered, I had to go to the county tax office because I don't really like paying my property taxes, and so I had to pay my property taxes in order to register the vehicle. And the truth is, is that I don't own my house. Even if it's paid off, I don't own my house and I'll never own my house, Steve. I will never truly own my house. Who owns my house? The government owns my house. That's socialism at a minimum. Because if you don't pay your property taxes, you don't own the property that you live in. Yeah, and that's why I kept on harping on the 1928 presidential election with uh, the, when the uh, uh, the socialist platform, the socialist presidential pr- uh, platform quit. Uh, they quit running. Why? Because the GOP and the Democrats were doing what they were already. They they hit every platform they were going for. Yeah. And then if you look at the Communist Manifesto, we've we're nine out of ten. Yeah. So if 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 someone talks about oh we're going in we've already been common mm-hmm. we just need to admit that we're an alcoholic and go get help admit that we're a communist area and either break this thing up and focus on local because these guys they're focused on local where we keep they talking are, about they local, are focused on local that's locally. right all politics yeah, are local my, my governor got my governor. Who ended up getting it? was red, 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 red. Some reason they picked Cooper, red, 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 red. I don't know why, but he got Soros money. That's verified, uh, both from him and his son. These guys are looking local. If we we have to focus that to be able to save anything, because it, for example, this one couple four things about the virus. Uh, this uh, great reset. One, it's not about a virus. There's <laughs> nothing to do. With the virus, as seen in this one, which was 
published in 2018, and this one was published in 2017. This one happened in June, and he even admits in Towards the Back, in the last 2,000 years, the corona crisis is, quote, so far, one of the least deadly pandemics. By the way, the WHO had to eliminate how many people died to call it a pandemic. It's zero. So zero people can die, according to the WHO, and it's a still a pandemic. Uh, we're is the least deadly pandemic of the world experienced in the last 2,000 years. Uh, at the end of tw June 2020, at the time when the outbreak is still raging in Latin America, South Asia, much U.S., COVID-19 has killed less than 0.006% of the world's population. Yeah, this is covered from here. Uh, to put this low figure into context in terms of lethality, the Spanish flu killed 2.7% of the world's population, HIV AIDS 0.6% from 81 to today. The plague of Justinian on its onset from 541 until it finally disappeared in 750 killed almost one third of the population in Byzantium, according to various estimates. And the Black Death of 1347 to 1351 is considered to have killed 30 to 40% of the world population. Uh, so it's not about a virus. This has been planned for years. And this will not end. Okay, so, so breaking okay. news as we're, as we're broadcasting this, Steve. California governor introduces new stay-at-home order amid COVID-19 yeah. surge. The entire state of California is now locked down. They don't even have outdoor dining, Steve. They're, you're not allowed to leave your house. You can't yeah, leave. Yeah. You can't go California. to work. You can't provide for your family. And if you do, you're selfish and you want to kill grandma. So where is everybody? The, you see people in France, Ireland, England. Others, other nations, and where's a California? What are you guys doing? Go, I this is time to if you're not standing up for this now, when I, I'm not talking about trying to go out and cause violence, this is why not? You better have a law, you better have that line drawn now. Why aren't you talking <laughs> about violence, Steve? What do I? Why, why are you not talking about violence? Well, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to stage a you know violent revolution. We're not revolutionists, we're counter, counter revolutionists. But we're not. This is not a violent thing. We should be doing one. You should have uh, calluses on your knees. If we don't have that, and especially everybody better be at first Saturday and first Friday this weekend masses. That's one start. Uh, but we got to do. You got to protest them. Noncompliance. Uh, Phil Lawyer has a great write up about. Is this the time to? Uh, uh, what is the uh, basically to? Uh, not not comply. <laughs> this is not compliance time. Yeah. My brain quit. And he basically said, yes, one bishop actually said, yes, this, you got to stand up. Where's your standing? Are, are you worried about the NFL? Are you worried about the NCAA? We got so much things going on. Who's winning the voice, etc. Meanwhile, your overlords in your state houses are destroying your businesses. Take it. There's a group in Larimer, Colorado, who got together uh, five or six businesses and they basically got put a pack together. So we're opening. You got uh, uh, Polis, you go pound sand. We're opening. So far, they're good. Uh, if you're around a sheriff, like in my area, we got a good sheriff. Ain't nobody listening to what Cooper's doing. Right. And he's got one of these things about you have to wear a muzzle while you're in the car outside. As long as you're, if you're around, I saw the sports page today when I got my haircut. And uh, the volleyball team, it was kind of funny. Notice the, the high school teams, they're muzzled up. On top of that was the NCAA 
They're not muzzled up. I want to say if it all right, fine. You want to put the high school kids in it, make the make the college basketball guys wear it. And then when one of them dropped dead, it's on you. Yeah. because uh, it's hard. There was a great there was a great video of this guy in England. Uh, he took off running. Uh, he was getting arrested for protesting and had like nine cops running after him. But they're all muzzled. Yeah. They couldn't follow because they couldn't breathe. Well, and and so so this this brings up a point that you and I have talked about in on other shows. Uh, every week we we talk on Census Fidelium, your channel, your illustrious channel, the the original large Catholic channel for traditional Catholics. It's got four thousand plus videos. It's got sermons. It's got spiritual directions. It's got all kinds of good stuff on your video on your channel. But we talk every week. And one of the things that we talked about, I think, week after week at one point, and we were showing videos from around the world, we have a commenter in the live chat, Colin from Ireland, is saying, we will rise up. I know my people. They have. In fact, if you look around the world, we're the only ones who are complying with this nonsense. We're the only ones wearing masks. At 88% of us in the United States are wearing masks. There were 2 million people in Berlin protesting COVID-1984. There were protests in Great Britain. There were protests in Ireland. There were protests in uh, Spanish-speaking and Portuguese-speaking Europe. Yeah, yeah. No, they're way ahead of us. Uh, in Italy. Look at Italy. They got more, All over Italy. They got, they got more don't tread on me than the don't tread on me's here. We're, the, we're, uh, the one, we're supposed so, to be the rugged ones who pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, Steve. We're supposed to be the, the American, you know, uh, the, the individualists. And yeah, what do we do? We put state. on our masks so that we can go to Walmart and buy cheap made in China crap. That's a th- that's another. Th- if you get told to put it on and you have to walk uh, to walk in, don't walk in and let them know it. I will go somewhere else to f- and find out who's this whole act locally, think locally. You can find somebody that has an outdoor that has that sells fruits, food, veggies, baking. You can make your own bread. Uh, your local uh, butcher uh, ha- have your own farm in the background. There's ways to get around this. It's not so, enough, though, yeah. Steve. I, with with respect, and I don't I don't mean to sound like an absolute nut job, but it's not enough that. merely to just kind of get off the grid, do well, uh, you know, learn oh, to, learn to make bread, learn to can food, grow grow food in your backyard. Victory gardens, where they used to be called, in World War II, maybe get a goat, do some goat cheese, goat milk, goat, you know, yogurt, whatever. Uh, get some chickens. It's not enough just to try to survive. We have to fight back. I would say both and. Do that just so you can. I, mean, I got a ham radio. I got I got everything that I want. I need to get another. I got a few more things that I need in case they do pull the plug on your water because uh, if you have if you don't have the the poke and your app doesn't show it like as you, we had a guy from Ireland, they got the app coming. South Carolina has a tracking app, a COVID app coming out next month that they already have 2,000 people downloaded the thing. So when if they thought it, the, they just had a report from Ice Age Farmer, his, his uh, Twitter page, or YouTube channel, 4,000, was it, or 400? Uh, grocery stores signed up to do a, a giveaway, give the pokey away, like go to a Walgreens or something. You see the flu vaccine out free. With the little, you know, with most insurances, so grocery stores are doing that. Why? Why would a grocery store do that? Yes, yeah, some have pharmace- pharmacies inside it. What if you have to? What if you have to have the pokey to get food? What are you going to do? You got to have a plan in your head for this. 
This is this is ser- this is real stuff Listen, coming I, down. I, I, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here. Some people are not will. And and look, a lot of people um, rely on their YouTube channels um, for their families, and that's a great thing. I don't. So I don't mind saying the word vaccine. And we're talking about the MAGAVAX, the Warp Speed vaccine, COVID vaccination. And this may take down the channel. I don't care. Because the truth of the matter is they're using human DNA from embryo cells from a, from a little boy that was deprived of his life in the 1970s. It doesn't matter that it happened 50 years ago. Do you think that fifty year that a murder fifty years ago is anything less than murder and cooperating with that? They're combining the DNA with mice, so they're creating these these weird hybrid human mice to test this stuff on. They're rushing it to market. I have a friend who is a corpsman, active duty in the uh, in the service, and he he can already tell in the system that all service members are going to have to have the vaccine. It's already yeah. recorded in the system. There's a there's a there's a checkbox for it already. They're rushing yeah. this thing out, and they've got they've got um, nanotechnology, Steve, to where they can inject your body with micro nano machines that can go to work to reprogram you, or do any number of insidious things. Maybe they want to sterilize you. Maybe they want to maybe they want to depopulate certain parts of the world. We cannot stand for it. We cannot take the vaccine. Not now. Not ever. Period. Yeah. He gets into he gets into nano in this one. And the cyber remember the other one about cyber risk. I just drove right by the cyber risk. Here's the cyber risk. Remember we talked about that? Uh, or I posted about that a couple of weeks ago about the when uh, Klaus comes out and say the next crisis is gonna be worse. It's the cyber attack. Mm-hmm. And What's that going to do? Well, if you, how do you kill a rebellion? Well, you got to take out comms, right? Military, you got to take out the communications. So you got to that's why I got a hand uh, so that we can still chat when, th- when things go down. Who's going to be the saviors for that? They'll swoop in. They've already planned it. That was the thing that uh, that Ice Age Farmer found in there and had the video and had the links. They already did it, Event 201 style, for the internet. So they would take down, they would have some kind of cyber attack. And well, for your safety, they called it. COVID cyber attack. Mm-hmm. Co- what? And so who's going to sweep in, swoop in to have it? They'll be there. Hey, we'll take care of it. Just like this. We will keep you safe. We'll take care of the internet. Now, I want to bring this back to a Catholic perspective, an ecclesiastical perspective. I want to go back to the intro slide, which you're looking at here. You're looking at the successor of St. Peter saying we are going to build back better. He's using the terminology of the World Economic Forum. He is telling you to take the vaccine. He doesn't give a damn that a little boy in Europe was killed and his lung tissue was harvested to develop this vaccine. He doesn't care because he's complicit. The bishops don't care because they will happily shut you down in exchange for another bailout. And then when they open back up again on the other side of Christmas, after they've already taken away your Easter, they're going to require a COVID vaccine for you to receive the sacraments. I guarantee it. Well, the, 
the Vatican, especially the Holy Father, unfortunately, has been with uh, the World Economic Forum for years. Here's a link that I have. The Vatican has urged Catholics to drop investments in fossil fuels and arms. That's This is from uh, June 19, 2020. Uh, again, it goes with Laudato Si. Here's one. The message of His Holiness Pope Francis. This is on the Vatican website, vatican.va. Message of His Holiness Pope Francis to the Executive Chairman of the World Economic Forum on the occasion of the annual gathering in Davos, January 2018. To Professor Klaus Schwab, Executive Chairman of the World Economic Forum. His Holiness writes, I am grateful for your invitation to participate in the World Economic Forum 2018 and for your desire to include a perspective of the Catholic Church and the Holy See at the meeting of Davos, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's, it's just one page. It's actually would be a, a perfect size for an encyclical. <laughs> you can actually read it. Uh, this is literally just one page. Uh, but, I mean, unfortunately. But, Steve, but see, are, while all of this is happening— this is not hyperbole. Mark Williams reminded me of this. While we're living in this world, you literally have priests who are playing video games and live streaming it on Twitch. They're on Twitter. These Twitter priests, these e-priests, some of them wear cassocks. Some of them offer the TLM sometimes when they don't have female altar girls at the Novus Ordo. And these men who are supposed to guide us to heaven and save our souls, help save our souls. They're self-medicating. They're sitting, they're on, they're on Twitch. They're, they're oblivious. Steve, your brother's a priest. How many priests don't even know that this is happening? They don't see the communist revolution, the bloodless communist revolution that is happening right now. That's, and again, that's what I said drives me nuts because I've talked to a couple and they uh, one watches the the uh, rundown, and he mentioned goes wow we we talked about the TIP with the uh, uh, the uh, takeover the coup with the election and he goes wow what is and he said I heard that on your show can you explain that a little bit more and the, but the rest of the group had no clue what I was talking about and I go back and I start tracing everything back hey if you heard of this you heard of this they heard nothing man these are just regular guys. And then I talked to another priest, and he had no idea. And this priest is a just wealth of information. Now I understand that, you know, perspective-wise, that I, I got more time, supposed to have more time to do other things while they're doing this. But they're supposed to be able to see uh, what's going on in the news as well so that they could protect the flock. And that's a big problem uh, with the lockdowns going down and seeing this going, what are we on, the 10th month of flattening the curve? after it's supposed to be two weeks, and there's no end in sight. As I just said, this is not going to end. What if you have to have a temperature check, which I've heard people tell me, text me up, saying that they have uh, temperature checks at parishes uh, to get into Mass. What if you have to have What if you have to have to the poke to get into Mass? You have to have the app, the scan to get into Mass, next to the Holy Sanct- uh, the uh, Blessed uh, uh, Sanitizer so you can rub your hands raw again for the 15th under time and uh, no holy water and wearing a mask inside because reasons. Uh, yeah. What if you have to have that right. app? They're, yeah, ha- they're now, coming listen, out. I, I described it thus far as a bloodless revolution. It will not be bloodless forever. And that, look, I don't but want I, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic here. I'm not trying to say that, you know, we're, we're headed to a second American civil war. We might be. Um, uh, Cause I mean, the 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 lefties don't—they're not going to want to fight. 
but um, the the 156th Red, uh, Redneck Battalion in North Carolina might try to get up. But we're not again. We're not calling for that. Um, and just it's well, it goes back to the 2030 thing. Mm-hmm. And it was the 100th anniversary of the uh, the uh, request of Fatima. The 2029 will be the 100 year. The next year is 2030. This 2030 is their first target date. Um, it's just a year after all that when Russia will spread its airs. By that time, you're going to have global communism. Yeah. If you already have it sort of now, but they're ramping it up. So we got eight years of just buckle up coming. Yeah, I, I, I've heard I've heard a lot of people talk about the third secret in 2029, and and they've mentioned Malachi Martin and all these things, and they've they've tied it all together. Our Lady of Good Success. There's a lot. There's a lot to be said there. I don't. Um, I don't disagree with much of it. I think it's all valid. I don't necessarily want to sit here and say I know the exact date uh, by right, which right. you know that the great chastisement will will be upon us or, or et cetera. What I do know, oh, wait, June thirteenth would be the hundred years to exact. <laughs> well, yeah. What I do know, <laughs> if, if Steve, is that you and I have been predicting with a high level of accuracy exactly what has been happening during COVID-1984. Others have been late to the game. I'm not going to mention them. They have huge followings, especially on Twitter. They might have websites. They might have blogs. They might get paid. They might be professional Catholics, and they have not seen what you and I have seen. You have a day job. I have a day job. It's, it's obvious to me. The next phase of this, though, is what is so scary Yes, of course, they're going to cancel Mass. In some places in America, they're going to cancel Mass. They're going to deprive you of Christmas. I may lose Christmas here. You may lose Christmas where you live. I'm not a genius for predicting that back in August when I first started predicting it. What's what's insidious, though, is that they're going to deprive you of your life and livelihood and freedom if you don't take this wicked vaccine that is filled full of... the. The least of my Every worries year. with this vaccine Every are the too. aluminums Every and year. heavy metals and fecal matters and all those things that are going to go into your body. That's the least of my worries with this thing. Yeah, that would be every year. They're not just doing one time, uh, one time a thing. Uh, even Swab talks about. Well, we don't know. You might have to. What if you have to take it every year? I think Gates even talks about multi uh, takings of this thing. But yeah, I mean, we're t- this again. If you looked at that spider web. This is every facet of your life, mm-hmm. even food. As you saw that one video from 2011, when the lady says, uh, "Hey, I'll get meat." No, no, you can't get meat. It's on your. It's, this ain't your birthday. That's your What's birthday. Wrong? You can't have a steak. It's not your birthday. And I mentioned that. And I mentioned that at the beginning because this all ties in to the Paris Accord and their target of 7.6 percent. There's a there's a link from the UN UNEnvironment.org. The title that it's from 2019, November 26. The title of it is called Cut Global Emissions by 7.6% Every Year for De- Next Decade to Meet 1.5 Degrees Celsius Paris Target, UN Report. And they've hit that this year. This year was a test run to see if we would actually do it. And then if we if people would comply to doing that stuff, and then if we act, they actually got to their target gathering. This is going to happen the next year and the next year and the next year and the next year. And when I mentioned about food, the, there's a there's a food shortage. You saw one of those couple of things that were the hot spots were meat factories, meat plants. They were going after the farmers. And then you had uh, before all this, you had Snoop Dogg at <laughs> Snoop O Double G yep. at uh, Dunkin' Donuts and the Impossible Burger and the fake whatever the fake burgers and all this the fake meat stuff. And if you looked on uh, 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 what's that the uh, thing a uh, Shark Attack Shark Shark Week 
Shark Tank. There was a bunch of people that come in every week. They'd have somebody on there that had cricket bars. And everyone's, oh, this is the next new and greatest thing, high protein. Yeah, they actually talk about how these guys, have, the crickets have high protein. And what's the key factor? Mm -hmm. Zero carbon emissions versus a cow. So yes, 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 because the flatulence of cows is going to cause global warming and end humanity. I, I, I just, I just want to, I want to tie this into another devotion that you and I, as far as I know, as with with the loudest speakers possible online, have been advocating for, and that's the devotion of the holy face. Because a lot of people who are suddenly woke to this. Big platforms, big microphones who are now saying, I'll never wear a mask. I'm not going to wear the mask because the mask is the precursor to the vaccine. So how can I oppose the vaccine if I'm not willing to oppose the mask? But my point with the mask is that it's not just that they hate humanity. Of course they hate human beings because they're demonic. Satan hates humans. He wants to destroy all of us. He wants to drag our souls to hell. We know that. That's not news. But what he hates more than our eternal souls created for God, to spend the eternity with God, to know, love, and serve him so that we can be with him forever. That's the purpose of our creation. What he hates more than us is he hates God. He hates God's holy face. He hates God's countenance, the image, the likeness of God. And because we are created in the image and likeness of God, because the face so perfectly expresses the brilliance of our creation, it expresses our thoughts, our desires, our hopes, our dreams— they desire to destroy that by covering our face. They want you to wear a muzzle on your face because they hate the image and likeness of God. I just drove across like 20 different states in the last two weeks. The amber waves of muzzles. I went from, I went from uh, ba basically Washington, Idaho, uh, my wife did. I was in Wyoming all the way down to Florida and and every state in a diagonal matter in in between. I was attending a wedding in Atlanta, Thanksgiving in Florida, picking up my van in Utah, um quick visit down in Kentucky. I've been all over the country in the last 2 weeks. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. <laughs> and what I saw, Steve, was that in the urban centers, in the urban cores, they want to deprive you of your identity, your human identity, by forcing you to wear a mask. But in the countryside, out in the rural areas, at random gas stations, at random restaurants, off the beaten path, nobody was complying. This is why I think, this is why I think part of this, I want to go back to this spider web. Where's my spider web slide here? You can see on the bottom right of the spider web under revitalizing global co cooperation, you see cities and urbanization. They know that if they can get you into the cities, if they can get you out of the countryside and into the urban cores, 
that they can corrupt and control you. They can create dependency. Steve, we have to unmask our faces. We have to proclaim, show us thy face, O Lord, and we will be saved. Yeah, there's a new app out there with the the Holy Face app. Uh, I would say download that, get used to the prayers, start saying them, get an image, Vista print, cheap. They can send it to you. Get a love, get eleven by seventeen image, frame it, put it in your room. Mike's got a twenty-seven foot by forty-eight foot uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> Make some billboards if you want, like the the group in Phoenix that does uh, post some billboards of Catholic images. I think they did a Holy Face one as well. Uh, that's the only uh, app, uh, only apparition devotion that has called out communism by name and told Sister uh, Maria de St. Pierre that these, this is the wet, this is the, you know, the ammo. He used military terms against the communists. Yeah, Steve, um, this is an important point because a lot of people now who have made it through the entire show or parts of the show, they've seen a bunch of these videos. They're saying, oh my gosh, this is really insidious. These people are committed. They want my destruction. This is communist. We've defined it as communist. It is communism. And what you're saying, what you just said, is that the devotion to the holy face of Jesus is the only devotion ever given to us by heaven, which specifically by name calls out communism and says, in a martial way, it's very masculine, this devotion, this mm-hmm. is the devotion which will defeat communism. That was never said about the devotion, other devotions, but it was said about yeah. this one. I'm not look. I pray the rosary. I I wear the scapular. I I have enthroned the Sacred Heart. Okay, the big three. I got these are all holy face images. I got all two boxes full. I think I printed out. A thousand? I got to, when, you know, this print's coming out with 50% off. Get them. Pass them out. Leave them in churches. I've given them to priests, and they've been jacked about giving them out. If you want to know more about the Holy Face devotion, if you want to have the most powerful weapon against communism, Steve did an interview of Father Lawrence Carney, the walking priest, one of the apostles of the Holy Face, it's on Census Fidelium. You can Google Census Fidelium, Father Carney. I did an interview with Father Carney. He came in studio, and I very stupidly had the microphone blocking his face for half of it. Yeah. But um, the Holy Face devotion, just very quickly, because, look, this, what I wanted to do with the, with the Great Reset topic, Steve, and, and the reason why I, I, I asked you to come on, and you so graciously have come on, is... Everybody is professional at admiring the problem. Lots of people could say, oh, my goodness, the Great Reset, it's going to be so bad. It's communism. They're going to take away our food supplies, our meats, our jobs. They're going to make us stay home. Uh, What can we do? What can we do? And a lot of people just say kind of blandly almost or even in a trite way, they say, well, you need to to pray. You need to fast. You need to almsgive. The three things that can defend you against the world, the flesh, and the devil – uh, you need to become a saint. You need, and those are all true, but this is a specific thing that we can do. This is a specific thing that our Lord gave to us in the 19th century, the same time that Karl Marx was writing the Communist Manifesto. Our Lord gave this devotion to Sister Mary of St. Uh, Pierre in the city of Tours, France, from which will spring 
the eldest daughter of France, from which will come the great monarch, all these prophecies, the oldest daughter of the church, France, Tours, St. Martin of Tours, so many miracles, um, uh, Venerable Martin Dupont, who was an apostle of the Holy Face, thousands of miracles in his life, promoting the Holy Face, the saints that are associated with the Holy Face of Jesus, St. Louis de Mont, or sorry, St. Louis, uh, King of France, um, you've got St. Therese, the little flower. Uh, the, the, the purpose of the devotion, and I want to turn the mic back over to you, the purpose of the devotion, Steve, is to, is, is to render to God something that is pleasing to him because of our profanation of the Sabbath and because of our blasphemies that we have committed against his holy name. It's the first commandments of God, okay? It's, it's really, when you look at the Ten Commandments, and I've made this point before, but if you're listening for the first time, when you look at the Ten Commandments, the first three commandments are all about the dignity of Almighty God. The, the latter seven are about how we treat each other. And those are important, and we focus on those. We tend to say, oh my goodness, if you have uh, impurity is going to send you to hell, and hate and violence and murder is going to send you to hell. Which priests from the pulpit say, if you profane the name of God, you will go to hell? If you blaspheme, if you perform perfunctory, servile work on, the, on Sundays, you will go to hell. That's what Our Lady came to earth to tell us about. Our Lady of Good Success. And yet we don't listen. Almighty God is concerned more about his dignity and how we treat him and our relation to him than our relationship to each other. And that's why the first three commandments are what they are. Steve, where am I, where, where's the lie here? Yeah, and on top of that, uh, I know priests that have, have spoken about, you know, like right now there's, there's parishes open. Why aren't we busting down the doors? Uh, and I, in Middle East, if you were going to mass where people who live there have to worry about getting blown up, hand grenades getting thrown in. Uh, South America, you had churches being uh, burnt down. What's the United States? So what's going on with the folks in the USSA? Did I say two S's? My bad. Uh, you're afraid of a cold? You're afraid of a sneeze? People are literally going to mass worried about getting killed, not from a cough, literally blown up. Why can't you get the mass? Why can't you do a holy hour? Why can't you get into the parish? Here's Phil Lawyer, the writer from Catholic Culture, entitled, When When the Time Comes for Civil Disobedience, November 20th, 2020. Quote, it's just a short one. Here's the question, you know, the question that's on my mind these days. As governors continue to impose tight restrictions on churches, when will Catholic bishops encourage civil disobedience? Archbishop Sample of Portland seems to have answered that question, saying, quote, it's not going to happen. Archbishop Corleone of San Francisco, man, with the Corleone, we need a mobster, come on, sends a different message. Quote, I'm taking no options off the table. That's good. Uh, in France, Bishop Genois, someone can correct me, of Mataban, M-O-N-T-A-U-B-A-N, has gone considerably further, urging the faithful to show up for Mass. Quote, it's easy to ask bishops to take the lead if no one stands behind them. It's got a good point. That right there, we tell a lot of people to do. It's easy to tell others to do something, to act, 
to defy, to uh, disobey, to not comply. It's harder when it's you doing it. So you can tell the bishop to stand, but he's got to know you're behind him. You got to show him, prove him that you're going to back him, even your local priest. Everyone likes to tell people what to do. They never like doing it, just like running for office. They like to tell other people what to run, 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 run. But when they say, why don't you do it? Well, I got 48,000 excuses that you really don't care. Uh, so I go, it's easy to ask bishops to take the lead if no one stands behind them, he says, he reasons. Mm -hmm. Invade, his words, invade the churches at mass times. Ask for the mass and bishops and priests will come to celebrate mm -hmm. it. Is that, and he finishes up, that sounds quite reasonable to me, but there are a few practical difficulties. Which churches should we, should we invade? What are the mass times? Or should we, the, the, lay, the lay faithful, make those decisions for ourselves? Choose a church and a time assemble Avengers <laughs> and wait and pray for a willing priest. I'd be willing. This is not a mere theor uh, theoretical question. I was stunned and dismayed. He says scandalized, actually, I think is the right word. Uh, earlier this year, when one diocese after another meekly ascended the government directives mm -hmm. and shut off access to the sacraments. If it happens again, I want to be ready. And he finishes, who's with me? That's about as good as you can write. And again, you have to. I mean, I sent a couple. I sent the, my last couple of things that I did on this to a couple of priests. Hey, you might not know this. Please take a look at this. I'm going to buy a couple of books from Alex uh, Ber Berenson. He has three pamphlets. Send it to him. Maybe they'll read. Yeah. Uh, it got to try. What folks, what folks don't know is that the the devotion of the Holy Face was given directly to a nun. Sister Mary de Saint Pierre by our Lord Jesus in the middle of the 19th century, and that that devotion was approved by Rome and it was invested by Pope Leo the Thirteenth with the high dignity of being an arch confraternity, which you can join. You can join the arch confraternity today. You can fill out a one-page form, send it over to Tours, and they will send you your entire kit, everything that you need. You should include a donation as well. I think that speeds it up. Uh, quite frankly, between you and me. Uh, but if you send them a donation, you are going to get everything that you need. You're going to get your chaplet. You're going to get all the things that you need. There's an app. Steve's holding up the app on his phone. There's a Holy Face app. There are prayers that you can device has an app. Uh, one person has just asked, how do we cope with the with the lockdown? Uh, what, 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 what do we do? We're talking about the solution right now. Steve said you need to have calluses on your knees. I've heard him say it before. He's the only person I know of that is saying that as the primary weapon. The first and foremost thing that you need to be doing um, is, is prayer, prayer, prayer. Well, here's and a, what here's can you pray? You can pray the, the, the chaplet to the divine, to, to, the, to the holy face. You can here's a, because, here's because what do communists do, Steve? They blaspheme God. They deny God. They force you to work on Sundays. They do everything that they can. Because they hate well, God. We're doing it. We're doing. How many of us, you know, have no problem going to shop after mass or uh, work? Not even thinking about. It, not even being worried about it. I mean, not to the point of, of uh, you know, scrupulosity, but you, you know, that's. I mean, okay. Nobody likes. Not too many people like the Saturday uh, the evening one. That was actually created by Pius Twelfth for. First responders, etc. If they couldn't make it to Sunday, they at least had a chance to get the mass. Now we'd be abused to, you know, what out of it. Yeah. So most people go just because they want to get out of the Vigil. way. 
this is no this is we're talking massive problems coming we need to get as one father says many times in sermons we need to get serious we need to get serious about the faith pray for our bishops to have as he as one would say spiritual uh spinal implants <laughs> they might need they some need that it is this is not, not a joking matter though I mean, this is everything you could think of that they've been planning coming together right now. I want to just go back to one image here. I don't want to beat a dead horse here. I'm not here to pick on the Holy Father. But my point is that we have the clergy that we deserve. This is something that Father Ripperger says quite often. This is something that other holy priests, the priests who wear cassocks, say as well, we have the clergy that we deserve. Some people in the chat are saying, well, we need we just need a holy pope. No, we're not going to get a holy pope until we ourselves become saints. We have the hierarchy that we deserve. And this, this hierarchy right here that you see, this man who repeats the build back better 666 satanic nonsense, we deserve it. We deserve it. It's on you, Steve. Yeah, we. You especially. We deserve the leaders. Yeah, we deserve the leaders and priests. We 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 get. I mean, like, but that goes back to think locally, act locally. If you start trying to think about how can I, how it's too big global wise. How do we? How do I influence the entire plant, the Pope, etc. Blah blah. You'll go into despair because it's so great of a thought. It's so big. The, you'll know that you can't do anything. Focus on your locals. If everybody that watches us, that watches our videos from yours, mine, to Dr. Marshalls, to uh, uh, Grace Force, all those guys, Coffin, etc., everybody focused on becoming the best saint that they could possibly, living humility, one of the last ones that says, make me as holy as I can, as much as everyone else before you know make everyone else as holy and make me as holy as i should if you just worked on that part study the faith pray more say a hell mary for the conversion of others mm -hmm. and work on your local your neighborhood city get a group together work on the state expand that out you could make massive massive changes in a good way mm -hmm. Everyone, everyone tries to think big picture. That's the problem with the with the politics. Everybody looks at DC, 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 DC. Forget DC. That ten mile square that's on a swamp. If it falls, if it goes back in the swamp, it is. That'd be good for the whole planet, as long as no one gets hurt. <laughs> so not asking, not asking. <laughs> All right, we we've reviewed a lot, Steve. We've 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 had an introduction to Klaus, the evil man behind the World Economic Forum. They told you you would be happy and own nothing. They told you that you would never eat meat again. They told you that they would give you a universal basic income. Ivanka Trump is in on it. She shows up to the World Economic Forum. Event 201 predicted all of this happening in October of 2019, the same month of the Pachamama idol worship in Rome, the blasphemy in Rome. They released the Event 201, which predicted a corruption coronavirus which was a respiratory disease that would that would precipitate a worldwide lockdown we showed you that even back in 2011 people were talking about the planned opolis you heard the word pandemic tonight planned opolis which was a, a, a urban center a city that you would live in where they would take care of all of your needs and they would tell you exactly what to do what degrees to get which careers to have centrally planned things we showed you that the world economic forum they're not done they have insidious plans to 
recreate in their own image, to recreate humanity, to define what a human being is. Transhumanism. And you, and Steve uh, Cunningham, Census Fidelium, has leveraged all of the research, all of the work that he has done over these past several months, this past year, these past two years. And he has shown you exactly what the future holds according to the Great Reset. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, most importantly, what we have covered tonight is the what can we do. Other people will tell you you need to can food, you've got to grow gardens, stock up on guns and gold, get out of the urban centers, Try, you know, uh, if you're working for the for the big evil corporations, the IBMs and the Microsofts and the Amazons, find another. They they've told you to do all the practical things, and all of those are important. And and I do recommend doing all of those things. As men, if you don't have the spidey sense telling you how to protect your family, your children, your loved ones from the Magavax, and I call it the Magavax. I call it the Magavax because it is Donald J. Trump who is delivering the vaccine. That is full of garbage that is going to kill people. Um, if if uh, you got to do all those things. But more importantly, Steve, drive it home. Finish out the show for us. The devotion to the Holy Face was given to us with the predictions that all of this would happen. And it is the answer. It's what we need. Yeah, you should be joyful, too. I mean, thank God that he thought us good, cool enough to live in a time like this. I mean, that should make you smile a little bit. That He had confidence in, uh, to put us in these situations. Uh, saints, they talk about wish we, they, they'd be able to spend more time for penance and things like that. They didn't have to put up with something like this is coming. I mean, they're talking about implants in people's heads so you could make a, a, a tweet via thought or... Uh, cows can communicate with your phone and things like this. They're talking about some weird, weird stuff. So be joyful that we're in this situation, but become as was Coffin's favorite line. Be the same. What else is there? Exactly right. And as much as I don't like uh, Sam Adams, he has a great line I use all the time: "Is it does not take a majority to train change anything, but a tireless minority hell bent on setting brush fires in people's minds." I literally, when I started the channel, that was basically the motto I kept on thinking about is don't take majority, just be helping. Keep, as the Panthers are, keep pounding. You keep going. You don't stop. You get knocked down. Rocky keeps getting up. Keep beating down. We, we're not, this is not for the meek right here. Church militant is, I'm turning into Trump. <laughs> we're, the church militant is supposed to fight, right? Let's start fighting. Start with a holy face. Put an image up in your house. Start devotions to it. Download the app. It's a free app. Check out Mike's site with it. He's got links. The father's not too far from him. He's got the book. Uh, Mike, you probably put that in the show notes where the uh, where you can get that from father's website. Absolutely, martinians.org. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot to do. We can do a lot of things, but it's the doing. All right, we know the problem, and I just touched tip top one percent of all this. We could go on for days. Good. we could and i would like to but i don't think we can retain the audience we just got to tell them what they need to know thank you so much steve cunningham census fidelium subscribe to census fidelium 
Uh, you know, consider becoming a patron of Census Fidelium as well. I'm going to ask you to become a patron of uh, RTF, but uh, you need to you need to understand that Steve does a lot more work than I do. He puts out a lot more content than I ever could dream about. He's got dozens and dozens of priests contributing their sermons to him. He's got like it feels like daily or hourly podcasts going on. Uh, so consider becoming not only a subscriber, watch his videos, uh, but become a patron. Of Census Fidelium. And I'll ask you as well to become a patron of Restoring the Faith. You can find us both on Patreon. We do this as side jobs. We do this as hobbies. We do this as service to the church and to our fellow man because you are all created in the image and likeness of Almighty God. Take the muzzle off your face. Show us thy face, O Lord, and we will be saved. Amen. Thank you for watching. (music) 